Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, so to break the ice, what kind of made you want to talk about this? Like, I love this kind of topic, What? but what made you want to talk about self-help and mental health? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, hello. Uh, do we get anybody in the house yet? Not sure. We got a few people in the house. Hello, people. We're going to talk about, you know, mental health and, you know, self-help. I've been fascinated with this for a while, partially out of necessity. <laughs> mm. um, so I've done a lot of my own work, um, you know, various forms of therapy, been to many seminars, over 200 hours of um, wow. intensive, you know, seminars where you basically live on, you know, live in a hotel for a week and, you know, complete submersion so you know you don't you don't go yeah. home you don't see anybody talk to anybody except for the people you're meeting in this in the seminar so pretty powerful yeah stuff kind of like self-improvement boot camp almost oh wow i've actually been in a few of those too and i feel like nice. the reason why i like talking about this it's not because like i know these things just by like going on going on google and be like how to be a better like how to have a better mental health or how to be more positive. But I feel like for me, it's been through a lot of hardship, you know? Yeah. And because when I talk about my personal experiences, then it, I feel like it makes people listen more. If I always say stuff like, you need to change this, you need to change that. But I haven't gone through the personal work. People don't find that relatable. So I think it's, it's fascinating how some people, they go through hard times mentally but they've, through necessity, like you said, um, looked at things to change your thinking, to observe what thoughts impact your behavior. And then through that, you can actually be able to help people, which I think is super, super cool. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I've been fascinated with counseling for a long time. I thought I might be interested in going into counseling but for a while, but never really pursued it. But I've always been... Um, been interested in people that have a different take on things or you know I'm, I'm a curious person so lifelong learner um, yeah. I stumbled upon this one book was given to me by my sister actually called um, how oh man the, the title's eluding me right now but it's basically the gist of it is how your body holds on to past traumas and it was fascinating. This guy, medical doctor, psychologist, so he's got, you know, multiple PhDs. And but he is is a lifelong learner and open-minded and very progressive guy. So he's constantly trying to learn about the human brain. And we don't know much about the human brain, right? So Right. Fascinating. But you know, he did a um a program through MIT, studying the mind and trauma. And, yeah. Oh, wow. So you I think must the name know, of it is um, The Body Holds the Key. Let me Google it right now. I'll Google yeah, this so I'm not that. talking about, <laughs> you know, so I can name it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, so why don't we, we kind of start? Maybe we could kind of start by introducing ourselves a little bit and just, you know, sure. give a, a, a brief you know, summary of who we are and kind of what brought us to this topic. And then we can kind of get into it a little bit. Sweet. Yeah, I, I'm still working. I'm a German guy. I just, first thing I did when I downloaded this app, I just kind of said German guy. I didn't know I would be getting into podcasting and it just kind of stuck. I'm still working on my beginnings, like the intros and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm very passionate about, um, learning new things, learning new perspectives, connecting with all kinds of different people. I recently got a new podcast going that's going on Mondays and Wednesdays with Amina Hawk. It's called Let's Be Honest Podcast. And um, a new one is Which, up uh, soon. 
I'm sorry, which platforms is that podcast available on? Where could people find that? Well, that's, I'm going live on stereo and then I'm going to put, I'm putting it on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I do a little podcasting, been doing this for a little while. Um, basically got into it, uh, because I was, you know, I was found myself ranting with a friend of mine about things that were, you know, going on in the world or things that we could, that we saw you could use improvement, things of that nature. But it got frustrating just having a conversation and then hanging up the phone and knowing that you put all that energy into that conversation and nothing really mm -hmm. came of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I relate so that, to that. Yeah. yeah, so that started me kind of down the path of, um, of getting into podcasting. And so I started a YouTube channel with that same thought in mind of, of accumulating documentaries and movies that I think are important uh, in a social regard that I think people should see. And that kind of just led me to wanting to talk about those ideas in those films, which led to bigger and broader ideas which leads us to the topic of self-help and mental health because, you know, unless you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your mind, you know, you can't, you're not going to be able to do anything. One of the, um, one of the quotes that comes to mind, I'm probably butchering it, but it's, it's a Buddhist type quote that it, it's basically if, unless you help yourself first, you're useless to others, right? Yep. It's like the thing in the airplane, you know, they tell you to take the oxygen first, but then you can help somebody. But if you can't Absolutely. breathe, what good are you? Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think you hit it right on the nail. You know, I've been struggling with mental health, depression, anxiety my whole life. And I'm not saying that there aren't chemical imbalances going on. That's definitely a reality for a lot of people. But how often do we go about our life? you know, calling this thing, this depression thing, we're labeling it and we're taking anything, any responsibility to act upon that feeling away. We just label ourselves like, oh, well, I'm just uh, depressed. I'm just anxious and don't realize that it's been a habit and it's been a pattern of negative self-talk so often that put us in that place. That's why I'm so, so that's why I'm so passionate about it because I've, I think I literally thought myself into depression, you know, um, oh, this person is looking at me a certain way, or that person doesn't like me. You know, when they say that 80% of our thoughts are negative, subconsciously or automatic, automatically negative, but the 20% that it's positive, it's so interesting that it has to be worked on, it has to be nurtured every day. It's a, it's a you know, I don't think joy is a, or happiness, it, happiness is just a lifestyle. It's not really a feeling. Because often we do the hard thing, we do the thing that scares us, our brain is trying to hold us back, and then we get joy from overstepping it or being able to do it anyway. So one thing yeah, I've I learned, agree. yeah, one thing I've learned personally is to not expect anything to be easy, you know, just to, when, when it shows up, the hard thing, embrace it. Right. Yeah. I, I remember when I was like 22 or something, I asked my mom, when does life get easy? And she's like, sit down, son. <laughs> it doesn't get easy. You better learn to enjoy the ride because that might be all you get. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Pretty, um, it was powerful, though. But I, I remember that hitting me like a brick. Like, so when, you know, when is it going to be like the movies where I'm sitting on a swing on the front porch and drinking <laughs> lemonade or whatever? Right. Yeah. Never. Maybe I mean, never. there will be, there will be times, but it's, it's often, it's, it's supposed to be a reward. We're not supposed to be feeling good all the time. It's like going to a gym when you're pushing your muscles, you know, it's not going to be comfortable, but you're doing it for a reward. I think happiness is just that little reward that we get from doing the right things. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I was distracted a little bit. I found the book I was looking for. Oh, um, nice. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And as far as, you know, 
your state of mind being a choice, it's so true. I mean, and, you know, when you're in the depths of depression, it's hard to think about that, but yeah. it's true. You know, little things like choosing to get up and go outside. Um, like I took part in a Kaiser uh, mindfulness program through Kaiser Permanente healthcare, you know, hospitals or whatever. And they have a really progressive um, progressive approach. I don't know if you've heard of the Kaiser study um, called the ACE study, Adverse no, Childhood to, Experiences. The ACE? Yeah, um, A-C-E, capital A-C-E. Um, so the CDC Kaiser Permanente Adverse Childhood Experience Study is one of the largest investigations of childhood abuse, neglect, and household challenges and later life health and well-being. So they had a bunch of people volunteer to take this test, and then they followed these people to see how they did later in life. Um, I'm going to continue from this. I'm reading a little excerpt here from uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention about the okay. CDC slash Kaiser ACE study. The original ACE study was conducted at Kaiser Permanente from 1995 to 1997 with two waves of data collected. Over 17,000 health maintenance organization members from Southern California receiving physical exams, completed confidential surveys regarding their childhood experiences and current health status and behaviors. More detailed information about the study can be found in the links below, um, but Basically, it asks if you've gone through, you know, X experience, dot, 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 dot. And then it, um, you know, based on that, based on these numbers, your X, you know, you're, you have an increased likelihood to, um, to have certain experiences later in life. And it's, mm. it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing how those things form later life experiences yeah you know it, i find it i find it interesting too that often we are so hesitant to look at our childhood because i think part of us knows that's where a lot of problems hide because that's our earliest um learning of habits you know of things that be perceived as normal maybe mm -hmm. and i th i think going through childhood trauma you know, in a way, yeah, it may it may take long time a long time to heal, but the, at the end of the day, um, it is my responsibility to take actions towards healing from them. You know, um, I myself have been through some trauma, mm -hmm. but as long as I label myself, oh, I can't change this or can or I can't can't change that, then it really. Uh, hinders me from taking the steps towards healing. Oh, absolutely. I don't believe there's anything that we can't change, but you know, to, to be able to change or affect change in anything, you first have to be aware of it, right? So absolutely. knowledge and awareness is the first step towards, towards everything, really awareness, right? Um, yeah. You reminded me of this book I read a while back called How We Choose to Be Happy. I went to a one day seminar uh, put on by the author and his partner about exactly that, how happiness is a choice. And sometimes it might not be the easiest choice. It might be, you know, that you force yourself to go out in the sun because you just feel like eating ice cream and staying in bed all day uh, yeah. or something like that. You know, like um, that's one thing I learned in that Kaiser course, the mindfulness course was the opposite action. So if you're feeling mm -hmm. like not doing anything, do the opposite. Go for a bike ride. You know, if you know if you're feeling like not seeing any people, do the opposite. Go see a family member or go talk to somebody or whatever. Um, That's powerful. That's powerful. Opposite action. Yeah, it really is powerful because it's if you feed that demon, then you just go get ice cream, turn on the TV, yeah. pull the pull the pull the curtains shut, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you just go get more ice cream and then it's easier to do it the next day and, and it builds yeah. on it, right? But if you do that opposite action, it's something so simple as that. But I found that really, really helpful. Yeah. We are masters at, or our brains are master, masters as 
sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> our brains are really good at talking us out of danger. That's what our brains do best. Yes. Uh, and, and, and so any new thing could be perceived mm-hmm. as danger, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I don't ooh, know I've never know... done that before. So I'm going to stick with an unhealthy behavior because I know that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Our brains don't really know the difference that well. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know Mel Robbins. You probably know Mel Robbins. Um, um, not right offhand. Okay. She talks about this kind of stuff. Uh, I think so, yeah. If you just type in Mel Robbins on YouTube, and she it just shows a bunch of videos of like really awesome uh, tips of how we can arts, outsmart our brain, basically, you know? Nice. She is dealing with depression. There you go, yeah. And she talked about it. this five-second rule. She says often most of our problems you know, come down to silence and hesitance. And those two are a choice too. They don't seem like a choice, but they're a choice too. And long-term, those choices will really um, impact our mental health in a negative way. And she introduced the five-second rule, just count back from five and then do it. And it's such a simple thing, you know, it's such a simple thing, but she says it was life-changing for her. Could, could, can you give me an example of, of that in action? For sure. So I wake up in the morning. I'm just going all the way simple here. And my alarm, my alarm clock goes off. And I'm like, let me just hit that snooze button. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the next thing you know, it's been three, four times, and you lost two hours of your day. And then okay, you, got you. So you wait. Five, four, so three, you give two, yourself one, five and seconds, and you're like, bam, there, hit, hit the I'm up. Yeah, yeah. No hesitance okay. because I our like brain it. in five set in, in in that matter of five seconds for most people, our brain will already have talked us out of that decision that we uh, needed to make. Right, right. I, that's fascinating that you mentioned that because I watched a, a video on motivation last night. I, I, you know, I find myself watching stuff like this just for entertainment. So I'm right? just flipping through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just flipping through YouTube, and I stop on this one. You know how to maintain motivation and and, and you know productivity. And this guy's like, I never want to get up and go for a jog, right. but I just do it. You know, he's like, I never. He's and, oh, it was Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was saying, I'm oh, the yeah. laziest motivated person I know. Right, mm. <laughs> and what a great way to put it. He's wow. like, I never want to go work out, but I do it. He's right. like, you know, it, it, once I'm out the door, that's half the battle. So it's all about what you're saying, that five seconds. And this other video was the guy was saying, I just visualize me getting out the door and locking the, locking the door behind me. You know, I put my running <clears> shoes on, put my socks on, put my running shoes on, my, you know, whatever, shorts, bup, bup, bup get out the door, yeah. close the door, and that's as far as he visualizes it. He doesn't have to jog 10 miles. He could go to the mailbox and stop. But yeah. he finds that once he's out there with his shoes on, you know, he's going to go run five miles. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible how self-manipulating we are or we can be with excuses. You know, um, I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. Right. I love that you right. said that. I love that you said it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much motivation you have. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. You can do it no, anyway. because motivations, yeah, that's another thing. The summary, the best, the biggest nugget, and I forgot it until you just said that. But the biggest nugget I got out of this video was motivation is created, you know, through mm. the action. They were saying it's the opposite of motivated people go jogging. No, jogging creates motivation. Wow. So, yeah, it wow. was wild, right? So powerful. Seems so simple, but so powerful. So I found the uh, I find the title of this book. I'd like to share this. Um, it's one of the best books I've ever found. And you know, when you find a really good book that's almost like a reference um, book, you know, yeah. it gets really worn really quick. So, oh man, this book looks like five years old, ten years old, but I've had it for like a year. Um, and it, it, it's called The Body Keeps the Score 
Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Um, and it's written by this guy, Bessel Van, Bessel Van Der Kolk, MD and author. Okay. And it's like uh, 1153 for the paperback on Amazon. So 12 bucks. Nice. And it's a good it's, 12 bucks to spend if you think about it. Sometimes oh my God, you're like, it, 12 bucks. I don't have that money, but we have 40, 50 bucks to go to a restaurant. Right. And this is one of those books, like I'm telling you, like when I'm reading it, I'll fall asleep. You know, I won't want to stop and I'll wake up and the book will be over there on the floor. I'll be like, damn, what page should I stop on? And then I'll end up like, oh, I already read that. But oh, well, it's good. I'll keep going. So I've reread <laughs> a bunch of it like 10 times trying to find where I am. But it's also so good that I'm, I'm starting to read it with a highlighter pen so that I can highlight certain areas. And then I'm writing notes in the in the in the margins. It's amazing, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good hobby to have to want to, you know, see or just grow our awareness, you know, just to say, hey, why am, I, why am I feeling this way? Why, why am I having these thoughts? Sure. Are my thoughts impacted by my feeling or are my feelings impacted by my thoughts? It's probably all of those things. But to just be passionate about how our brain works, I think that could be a very good way to push past our trauma or push past the old so negative powerful. self. Oh yeah. So powerful. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't realize we have so many people um, leaving messages. <laughs> I, I, I apologize people. I got all carried away talking and, um, and my phone's kind of in the sun. It's got a little glare. So I didn't see that number. Um, man, we got nine plus messages. We better, Dang. we better check those out. All right. Let's do that. You want to hit the first one and we could kind of alternate through them if you want. Sure. Sure, we can alternate, yeah. I'll hit the first one here. Ali Tete, thanks for being here. Everybody has attachment styles that they have picked up from childhood that now is in their subconscious. That is why they um, will feel negative feelings or, you know, fearful feelings or avoidance feelings or dismissive feelings, um, you know. Sometimes even um, they'll feel um, uh, secure feelings in certain situations. And that's because when they were younger, their environment was showing them you shouldn't feel okay to do this or act this way. Or you, right. you know, should um, be not good enough to feel like you deserve something. So you will think that and carry that with you into adulthood yeah great yeah, point I agree. i'm going to share that comment that was brilliant very insightful thank you thank you Ali. Um, yeah you want to hit uh, the next one i'm, I'm sorry my screens um, that was so insightful I, I really want to share that so people can hear that yeah also sure. if you it, also if you people are digging the talk feel free to clap it up that'll trigger the algorithm um and it you know will send more people to the to the conversation so clap it yeah, up yeah we like to see that fire those claps if you hit it like three times real fast it'll give us that's some right. fire yeah, throw some yeah. fire for us <laughs> all right we got the next message oh you yeah you're next sorry Oh, go ahead and hit it. I'm uh, I'm posting to Instagram right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I just realized I didn't even say hi. How you guys doing? What's up? What's up? Ellie Tace here. I just like what jumped right in with my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> much well, love, Ellie Tay. Thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate you. you. Back to her comment. I think it's so true, you know, and to what I said already, like, it can be very hard to confront those beliefs as a kid and it's scary, but I think it's, it's very worth it to confront yeah. them and at least be self-aware of why we are who we are now, you know? Sure. Sure. That um, way we can, you know, there's, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, it's all good. So that way we can know what our triggers are, not only, to maybe grow our capacity in being able to deal with the triggers. But maybe if we're not ready to do that, just ignore, not ignore them, but 
just kind of avoid those triggers. So it's, it's self, like my mind keeps going back to self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so important. So important. Absolutely. Here, I'll hit the next message. All right. Addie Devon or Devon. Hey guys, just joining the chat. Um, loving the conversation topic. I am someone who has suffered from mental health issues um, since, I mean, I've been aware of them since I was about 11 or 12 and um, didn't really seek help until I was in my later 20s. Um, and I understood myself so much more afterwards. And a lot of uh, trauma that occurs during childhood, if it's not, you know, something that's properly taught, and I don't think it's even a proper way, um, exactly not a written way on how to deal with your emotions, but if healthy habits aren't formed at a young age, it's hard to be aware of how to change those as you grow older. But once you become aware, um, you have way more control over your anxiety, your depression, and your mania. Absolutely. So true. So true. Man, powerful. I love the input you guys have. I love it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great comments. You want to hit that next one? Sure. Hello, German guy. Hello. Hello, hello. Another thing. Ooh, I like that name. Anyway, how are you two gentlemen doing this evening or wherever you are located (laughs) in the world? It could be afternoon for all I know. It is afternoon here, 222. Make a wish. Happy 420 day. Yay. Anyway, self-help and mental health. Ooh, two of my favorite topics. Well, I hope both of you enjoy your show and the best wishes to your week and to that of your listeners. I will be listening in to see what I can learn today. Thank you. Great energy there, healing goddess. (laughs) We need some of that energy. Absolutely. Amazing energy. I love it. Uh, Genevieve, thank you so much. Wonderful energy. And yeah, I mean, you know. We got self-help, we got mental health, and we got 420. Oh, my God. Come on. What a wonderful, great day. It's a good combination right there. Hey, they kind of work together, really. (laughs) 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 Skid him. 420 humor there. Yeah. Uh, What do you think? Should we knock down a couple few more messages and then maybe maybe jump back into it? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Yeah, I'm done oh, I just sometimes we get so um, once we get talking about some of these issues, then we totally forget about the messages, and then we're like, "Oh man, we have to catch up." Yeah, I agree, and, and you know, and I apologize, people, but but it's just you know, these we're talking about stuff that's deep and personal to ourselves. So yeah. you know, it's not not that I'm ignoring you at all. I just I looked over at my phone and I'm like, "Oh my god, we got all these messages." <laughs> yeah. So thank you for being patient. We will get to all of your messages. As soon as we can. Um, yeah. And then maybe, you know, after we run through the messages, maybe we could go through that that study, that ACE study, childhood trauma study, and see what the questions are. I pulled yeah, it up sure. on the computer. For sure. Cool. Let's All see. Right. You want to hit that next one? All right. Ali Tate is up next. See, mental Ali health, Tate. I don't believe that it is a disease. I don't believe it's a medical um, brain issue that is actually a genetic or a passed down or a function that has been genetically um, given. It is literally simply a product of your environment as a child because your brain is creating and uh, destroying neural connections all the time so the ones you use are created the ones you don't use are just taken away so you are literally um seeing perceiving um feeling and storing how you feel and react to situations as a child and then that is in your subconscious and there's so many things i want to say but i know there's still nine messages 
so I'll keep it yeah, nice and I mean, sweet well, and short. Yeah, let's just give a little feedback because I mean it's hard to not say anything, right? I mean we got to say something. Yeah. So yeah, let's. Like, <laughs> let's do, I'll, I'll try so to limit I myself. Think it's, though. it's hard for me. Right. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's really for me personally, it's empowering to know that I can continuously create my environment. You know, I don't have to um, label my circumstances on the past, but I can continuously create my environment right now by my thoughts, you know, by the people I choose to hang around with. Um, does that, does that say that I didn't have a hard, you know, past that I don't have triggers? No, but I can kind of redirect my, my thoughts. And, um, I think we continuously create a reality. I don't know about you, but I think we continuously create with our thoughts, with our intentions, the kind of people we hang out with. And that's empowering because next time a negative person comes around or negative thought, we can just say, Hey, you know what? That's actually not helpful. That goes in this ear and it goes out this ear. I completely, I completely agree with that. I think we're an amalgamation, you know, of all of our experiences. So by changing who we're around, being around people that are positive, that feed us and lift us up instead of tear us down by, you know, giving ourselves time in nature by, you know, many little things like that. Um, yeah. Going to the beach once in a while, those positive experiences, you know, are, they stay in your psyche. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's scary and it's, it's, awesome at the same time it's scary when we noticed hey doing this habit for a long time it's not helping me but it's good when we realize hey we can actually change it right we can change it for the better yeah yeah but if you don't realize the pattern then you can't change you can't stop the pattern or the behavior right yeah absolutely we got ollie tay tay up again childhood is where everything that has to do with addictions, mental health, stress, anxieties, depressions, ADHD, all of these are literally basically, um, why is the word, I skipped my head, products of childhood traumatic situations that internalized as trauma within a child due to their environment and what they were seeing and taught and feeling. I think we've got one more. Well, from... well put. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think she's finishing that thought. You want to hit that next one? Sure, yeah. It's, it's not even about danger. It's simply a human nature it's a reaction to a situation that is uncomfortable. So it's literally an attempt to solve a problem. The problem is I don't feel safe or I don't feel happy or I don't understand this feeling. I can't get away from it. How do I create happier feelings as quickly as possible? So it's an attempt to cope, to solve a problem of not being able to leave an uncomfortable or scary or not good situation and therefore we develop coping mechanisms blocking things out um holding things in lashing out in anger addictions you know all these issues are stemmed from simply a human nature to cope and solve a problem so it's not really a choice it's more of a natural instinct interesting interesting Oh my goodness, I think we got Miss Rara. Um, and I was thinking about Rara. Oh my God, so when Genevieve left that message, it's 222. Rara's lucky number is, is 222. And yeah, her screen funny. name is 222 Rara. So here we go. We got and Rara. Another thing. On What's up? And another thing. And hello, German guy. Hey, I am hey. definitely into the topic what here up? self help and mental health. That's the, the shit right there. Happy 420, happy 420, especially to you and another thing. And happy um, Chauvin Conviction Day. 
Yes. Alrighty. It's your girl Rara two 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 dash ra dot ra dash two 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 in the building. Hey Rara Hell 20, yeah. two twenty two. <laughs> ra to the raw to the two to the two to the two. Yep. Yeah, Rara, oh, yeah. I, I dropped a clip of a new song today in celebration of the Chauvin. Um I was gonna drop it either way, but yeah, wrote us a new song called Hands Up, Don't Shoot. So thank God yeah, we're I've releasing it in, in celebration instead of uh protest but you know nice Oof. yeah i actually checked yeah. it out it's it was a good beat oh thank you sure. thank you yeah um so one th- real quick thing that i wanted to touch on um, yes was like when we internalize those feelings right i mean i feel like we all feel those things stress anxiety depression i mean maybe some people more than others but one thing I've realized for myself is when I internalize those things and make it about me, then I kind of become more self-absorbed and I think everyone is against me and I need to do thing, something right now so I don't feel those things. But when I focus more on giving the good things that I have, love, you know, empathy, compassion to others, that creates so much joy in my life. Obviously, there's a balance there, too. If you need to take care of yourself, if you need to, excuse me, take an hour to just sit down, watch a good movie, that's good. But we shouldn't, I don't think we should always internalize everything and, you know, maybe look outward a little bit more because there's such a big world out there. It's not just about us. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to switch from me to we. Uh, yeah, from me to we. I couldn't agree more. I think that's so powerful what you just said, you know, and um, I think it's a societal problem, major problem right now, you know, like dancing with the stars and reality shows and, you know, cribs, like, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Well, are you doing anything or you just want me to look at what you have? Right. So our whole Mm. culture is kind of worshiping people just because of what they have. But what do you do? Are you helping anybody? Mm. Are you making a better world? You know, because I don't care how big your swimming pool is. You know, right. are, you paying your, are you paying your employees a living wage? Do, can, can they afford to put their kids through school? You know, because if not, yeah. then I don't like you at all. Because <laughs> you're sitting up in a castle, but you don't pay your employees enough? Come on. Mm. So, exactly. So... I think the whole thing is we need to worry. Let's worry less about me, more about us, and more about bringing everybody up. Because if everybody comes up, guess what? I'm part of everybody. So I'm going to do better too. Absolutely. Absolutely. We forget that society is made of one person. It's it's a bunch of individual people. That's society right right. there. If we keep blaming society on everything and we're not taking those little steps to make someone's day better if everyone thought that way society would go go down to shits imagine yeah exactly um i watched this um this this other talk a ted talk by this guy nick hanauer and he's a he's a billionaire but he was talking about you know the whole neoconservative ideal of greed being good he's like that's sociopathic greed is not good and it's not what made us successful as the human race. What made it successful is sharing and collaboration, the ability to work together for a mutual goal. Yeah. Co-creating. You know? Yeah. Co-creating. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're getting deep. We're getting deep. <laughs> you know, I knew it was going to happen. Some of these messages. Yeah, me too. Let's, that's why I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's go through some messages. I see some cool people in in the in the talks. Yeah, I don't know, Ali Tate. We have you next again, or did we play those messages? No, she's up again. All right. We just need to be authentic, touch the inside guts, and go through our intuition and be who we are at the end of the day and accepted for it. You know, children, they're stuck, trapped in homes and environments. They can't leave, they can't fix how they feel, whether it's abusive or just unintentionally 
parents feeling stressed out, feeling sad, feeling grief, feeling whatever's going on in their life. Yeah, kids feel that too, you know? And then they don't know how to cope because their parents can't cope. So how the kids supposed to? So the kids have to find another way to deal with the issues and the feelings that they don't understand. So they borrow them down or they lash out at them. They don't know what else to do. So they come up with coping mechanisms that usually turn to bad habits in the adulthood. And it's sad, but it's true. That's what's happening. That's why I like wow. the freestyles. Wow, Ali That was amazing. Can you hit the next message? I got to save, I got to share that one on the the Instagram. That was amazing. Thank you so much for dropping your rhymes. And a great beat, too. Yeah, for sure. It does matter a lot how much motivation you have. And motivation is simple. Motivation is dopamine. Dopamine is your body's hormone that says, I like this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is good. So when you take those dopamine receptors and attach them to unhealthy um, coping mechanisms, then you no longer have the motivation or dopamine to do things that are necessary because all of your brain's dopamine has been trained to um, use this to feel better and there's Mm -hmm. no motivation because there's no dopamine to do this so you have to begin the healing process for your brain to be able to reconnect dopamine to another source and you know what's crazy about that too is that (sighs) this is not a very popular thing I'm going to say but I have to say it TikTok Instagram Facebook, Snapchat, those are all instant dopamine hits that you get as a reward for nothing. And then you see so many people getting depressed and more depressed when really everyone is just a click away from the 10 things you have to think or to do to, to make you happy. We are so full of information, but so lazy to actually do it. And then we wonder why we don't have motivation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point, you know, <clears throat> and and, <laughs> and you combine that with the shortening attention span, right? Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. Crazy recipe. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one of the things. If you want a good mental health, put your phone on airplane for just like two, three hours or even a day and see how your body feels. How often do we walk past the same tree? And we don't notice anything. We're we're into okay. How am I gonna? How many likes am I gonna get? You know, am I, am I gonna make it big? And then we look at that tree, and we are self-absorbed with these thoughts. When the tree is just asking, "Hey, look at how unique I am. Look at how unique the world is." But nah, we're so internalized with the social media. Um, it's sad. I mean, social media can be a good tool. But it's it's done its fair share of destruction as well. I agree. I mean, yeah, it can be used as a tool, but as soon as it starts using you, then mm. yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Great point. We got voiceover guy here. Voiceover guy. Voiceover. <laughs> and another thing. It's the German guy. And another thing. What's up guys? How y'all doing? It's pretty the good, voiceover guy. Live from the road, it's the voiceover guy. <laughs> I'm not even trying that. I'm hey, another thing. Yet. Congratulations on your uh, monetization, bro. Congratulations, bro. Congratulations. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good to see you, man. Yeah, he did a voiceover with... Um, we had a talk with Amina uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. And he came in and he just dropped this really, really cool voiceover thing for us. It just made our day. So I want to thank oh, you, voiceover guy. Um, check my Instagram. I shared I shared your comment there. So Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you're a good Spreading guy. Spreading love. One comment at a time. Spreading the love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Want to hit uh, Uncle John there? 
Let's do it. Uncle John. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, German guy? What's up? Ain't another thing. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you want to go out for a beer with me and the old lady? Uh, Miss Trey Kisses? Yeah, man. We can go get a beer. And go, uh... I've never been to, um... That, uh, bure- that brewery and, uh... Is, is, yeah, it's in Katati, the fucking Republic, Beer Republic or some shit. Bear Republic, Bear Republic, yeah. Never been there. Maybe we go there. Peace out. Where's oh, my beer? Yeah. Where's my invitation? Just kidding. <laughs> they, they, they live right here, like two towns away from me. Oh, nice. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet some uh, stereo friends in real life and, and get a beer. Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. Bear Republic, it's... um. Bear Republic Brewery, and if you've never been there, it's awesome. It's on a little man-made lake. They got, like, you know, adult games outside, cornhole and whatever. You know, horseshoes, cornhole, wow. that kind of stuff. Let's do it. This is I'm really off topic, it. but where are, you, where are you guys from? Uh, states? Yep. Uh, Northern California, Sonoma County, the wine country, about an hour north of San Francisco. I'm in a town called okay. Santa Rosa. And the the brewery he was talking about's in a town called Katati. Oh, nice! That's cool. It would be a little bit of a yeah. drive for me. I live in Canada, but maybe one day. <laughs> hey, anybody got a plane they can uh, pick up, German guy, real quick? Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Hey, that I just cool. realized we have May May the poet. That we she's a fan, and we uh. I know fans are priority here, so totally missed that. Sorry, mate. Yeah, it's all good. I'm going to play your message right Mental now. Mental health, all it is really is the wellness of your psychological and your emotional well-being. That's all it is. End of story. Psychological and emotional. Without those two in check or um, used or processed I guess then you have to figure out why you never made that connection hey end of story you know what I'm saying that's my story and I'm sticking to it right there end of story boom bada bang bada boom I'm out <laughs> okay okay all right May we get it she's from New York if you didn't quite get that okay Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ms. Moneypenny on the line. Hi, Dave and German. What an amazing subject. And I'm sure it probably should come with its own trigger warning, but it is good that people talk about this. And that's one of the things trigger. I'm interested in is uh, whether or not in the United States um, you feel generally people are more open about talking about mental health and particularly what we call the formative years. Um, which is how your experiences as a child and particularly as an adolescent uh, affect you. I've done years and years of study into this and I've also um, been subject to it a lot myself. I grew up in a family where both parents were narcissistic. Um, it was just myself and my brother. My brother was largely ignored. I was glorified for being bright, um, but then I was... Um, a victim of sexual childhood abuse um, for many years, and that obviously traumatized. Oh, Miss Moneypenny, ma'am, feel for you. And and yeah, I don't know if you heard the yeah. beginning of our talk, <clears throat> but we referenced the in I believe she's in the UK, but here in the US, this hospital Kaiser Permanente did a study called the ACE study adverse childhood experiences um and fantastic results um as a matter of fact let me see the website is the cdc centers for disease control and prevention uh we're partners in the study and so if you go if you just type into google cdc adverse childhood experiences um you'll you'll find the study. It was done between the CDC and Kaiser Permanente. And it's exactly what you said. Um, you know, the, the, these things that happen in your formative years form basically, you know, who you are. And, you know, you're not stuck in that mold, 
But it's going to take work and therapy and, first of all, yep. awareness and realization, and then work and therapy and awareness, lifelong awareness. So you realize, whoops, I'm slipping back into that pattern, or whoops, I'm being triggered by that behavior, or, you know, whatever your, whatever your particular situation is, there's, there's methodologies um, for, for dealing with it. You know, I'm not a, a yeah. psychologist by any means, but you know, German guy and I have done a lot of work. So that's what I've learned anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I know this is not the most popular subject, but you know, I, I believe that life is not about those big decisions, but it's all about those small decisions that led up to us being able to make the big decisions. So this talk right here is one of those small decisions, you know, that often gets neglected. But when you give people a safe place to just talk about what they've been through, how we can move forward, that in the future can make a big change. We don't necessarily see it right now, but it makes a big sure. difference. You know, when we look back Absolutely. in our lives, it's not those big things that change anything, but it's, it's, it's the small things. You're right. It's the accumulation of the little things. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's self-help. It's so um, powerful for me because, you know, often when we think about depression, anxiety, we think about things like I need to be this or that. You know, I need to be famous, whatever it is. It's unrealistic. Whatever it is. Right. Ourselves. Yeah. It's often unrealistic. But when we get up, we have that micro decision to make. Hey, I'm going to be choosing to see, to be grateful for this, to be grateful for that. And then watch your mind make new connections. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible how fast your mood can change based on gratitude. It's insane. An attitude of gratitude. That's, what, that's oh, it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the... Um... I'm sure you've heard of that book, The Secret, the book of the movie, The Secret. Um, not yet, no. It's, kind of, it's basically about the art of manifestation. You know, <clears throat> Oprah Winfrey talks about it. Um, all these, you know, super famous people talk about how they made the decision that they were going to do this. And then all of a sudden, you know, the world worked with them to make it happen. But yeah. Um, but what that book talks about is that gratitude being the most powerful thing. So it, it part of the book is, is a workbook. And one of them is, you know, you write down a daily gratitude list and it's one of the first yeah. things you do to start your day. And it's powerful because the reality of the world doesn't care about, you know, it often doesn't care. Like it'll just throw stuff at you that you didn't expect to make your life harder. But when we are in this down, like when, when things get rough and we learn gratitude, we are able to see even when it gets rough that there are things that I can be grateful for. You know, I don't have to define myself in the negative feelings, but I can say, hey, this is a season. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my unfortunate circumstances. It'll be okay. And that'll manifest and it'll inspire other people you know, to, to, or motivate other people. So it's, Absolutely. the power of manifestation is, is, it's mind blowing to me. It keeps, yeah. it keeps blowing my mind. Truly. Me too. Yeah. Uh, well, should we go uh, through a couple more messages and then maybe we could do this, this read of some of the questions of this ACEs test? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we got the Ali Tate Tay in the chamber. You now are not held by the past and realizing that these um, subconscious programming is there. You can now um, redirect and rewire your brain. But I'm saying when you're a child, you don't have that choice because your yeah. life survival attachment um is to a caregiver you don't have the choice to just walk away and they're not taught the skills to redirect so therefore you have to come up with another way to escape the feelings yeah. okay yeah. yeah yeah that's no i knew so true yeah no i i really um i get that as a child you don't really have that choice 
It's only when we get older and when we're able to comprehend what's been happening that we can change that. That's, yeah, facts. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, right. It's a very good point. Sorry, I was I was trying to see if I could play some background music without it being annoying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like some background music, but it, it, as long as it's copywritten, we won't get in trouble for it. <laughs> oh, it's my music. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let me find let me find an appropriate track uh, while you're playing a couple messages here. All right. Sounds good. We got A.D. Devon here. What's going on? So I definitely agree with you, German guy. Um, and another thing. <laughs> um, the instant gratification is a problem. The social programming, the predictive programming, um, the human culture in itself as far as how holidays and birthdays are celebrated. There is so much pressure to be a particular type of way. It doesn't give you much room to form healthy habits um for the time we are born where or before we are born with the baby showers and everything that goes into that that is social programming so when you open your mind up to it and how it's being done to you without your knowledge um you develop a type of discipline and I, i believe you gain a certain amount of willpower if you feel it's being destructive or it hinders you some people go with it, though. That's a really good point. I, have you guys yeah. seen the documentary "Social: The Social Dilemma" on Netflix? I have not. It actually um, talks about that. How you got these CEOs coming forward and talking about how it was originally a really good idea to connect people, you know, but then they saw the flip side of it. Uh, come into reality where people it makes people really depressed because it's a constant competition you know we look at highlights on instagram we're like oh they're doing this not i have to do something like that too and it takes your power away from the things that you want to do and it tries to fit you in a box so there's a positive side and there's a negative side of social media i could yeah i definitely see what you're talking about for sure yeah um, as far as like the negative side, that one of the founders of Facebook even said he quit because the algorithm was being designed to trigger dopamine. Going back to what you were talking about earlier, um, one of the founders wow. of Facebook quit because he's like, "Wow, this is this is too powerful of a tool, and children below a certain age should not be able to use it because it's rewiring people's brains." Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. The like button, right? The like button. Oh. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoo, powerful stuff. I mean, if they knew back then that even just simple things like the like button would really be, you know, it's so, it's so deep into our psyche to be want to be liked that if someone gives yeah. you like on your Instagram or Facebook, whatever, we cannot help. Just just take a look who liked it. We can't help Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. Looks like we got a new message from Hani. German guy, I am back. I was you were with Amina Hawk yesterday. Um, I also followed you yesterday. But um to be honest, I'm just like working on myself now. Like I'm working on my mental health and stuff. It's really working, to be honest. Nice. Well, good for you. That's really awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's the That's the positive effect of social media. You know, people can come on here to inspire people. We can share to each other what's working, what's not working. And we can become better all together. Um, That's it. Yeah, that's it, really. I love it. And I never totally thought agree. that, I, and another thing, and the German guy would have a show about self-help and mental health. It's so good. Well, there you go. Oh, we got the music going on. Yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah. 
yeah, it's I'm vibing with it. Is that a is that a good volume, or is that too yeah, loud, too quiet? I think that's perfect. Okay, good. It makes me want to get back into my studio too. Oh no way! You make music too? Yeah. Oh, I'm not that's very so consistent cool. at it, but yeah, I'm working on a project right now. Oh my god, I want to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. Wow. Small world, right? What a trip. Small yeah, world. I just kind of got back into it after years and years because, you know, life happens. You get depressed, you struggle with mental health, and then you realize you can, you've learned all these things. You just have the tools, you just need to use them. So here yeah. I am making music again after like 10 years. Wow. That's, that's inspiring. Good for you. Yeah, maybe we should yeah, collab one day, maybe do a session just on music. And uh, I would love that, man. Want. I would love to do a collaboration. Um, I awesome. decided I'm going to put out a CD this summer. You know, what the heck? Yeah. It's on my bucket that's list. That's awesome. So I'm going to do it for me, if nothing else, you know? And that's all that matters. Yeah. It's going to be a present to myself for yeah. my birthday. Oh. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.